you're all staying safe and healthy. This is episode 579, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Before we get started, we'd like to remind you that the Mousecapades podcast is part of the Your Story Travel Company. At Your Story Travel Company, we can plan a magical trip for you on just about any budget. It only takes a $200 refundable deposit to hold your reservation. Call us today for a free quote. Today, Brad and I have our friend Heidi Meister with us. Last month, Heidi and her husband, Rob, stayed at Disney's Wilderness Campground. Heidi has been to many Disney properties and has sailed on the Disney Cruise Line. We are so excited to hear about their adventures at Disney's Wilderness Campground. When I had her youngest child, Anne, and when she was in my second grade class, during that time, I found out that she was a Disney Vacation Club member and she knew a lot about Disney. And then fast forward to high school years and then our kids were in band together. So you've probably heard her on here before. I know we've interviewed her a couple times at least. One of them got lost, but that's a whole nother story we don't want to get into today. So Heidi, thank you so much for coming back on with us. I'm pretty excited about this. So um, Heidi usually stays at, what are your favorite resorts that you usually stay at? And then you can talk about where you just stayed. I'll let you introduce that part. All right, great. I would say my favorite place to stay personally is probably Beach Club. I just love the proximity to being that close to Epcot. I love the pool. I love beaches and cream. Like if if I got to pick where we stayed every single time and I wasn't trying to spread the love around all the Disney resorts, I would definitely probably pitch, pick Beach Club. I also really like Animal Kingdom and Animal Kingdom Lodge could probably is like a a big go-to for us. We own a lot of points at Saratoga. Whenever we're trying to go in a busy time when there might be like overbooking in the amount of points, it's best to book where you actually own points. And so we own at Saratoga Animal Kingdom. And then we have a small contract for Grand Californian at Disneyland as well. That's amazing. Did you stay at the Grand Californian when you were there for business and went to Disneyland? I can't remember. Actually, we've only stayed at the Grand Californian on those points one time. We were supposed to go at the very beginning of the pandemic. I know, I'm sorry. We were scheduled to arrive on March 14th and Disneyland closed on March 16th. I was definitely stressing out that week because regardless of whether or not Disney closed, I was feeling like we should not be irresponsible and go. And I was also worried about kind of getting stuck there. What happens if like airlines just like are grounded, like they were on 9-11. I was just kind of getting worried. So it was a couple days of like a lot of stress. And then we were like, we're, we should just cancel. And then they can't, they kind of canceled and made the decision for us, which made it so much easier. I don't even want to count the number of vacations I've had canceled this year because some of them I tried to, you know, I'd cancel one and then I'd rebook thinking, oh, this will surely be done by June. Right. We just got a quarantine for a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> what we ended up doing and the reason that uh, you asked me to come on is that we decided to stay at Fort Wilderness. And that would typically, because of our vacation club 
I mean, we wouldn't camp because it's you have to rent something or you have to camp outside or you have to have an RV. We would need to drive it down. In this case, it kind of just became the perfect opportunity because we wanted to get away, wanted to be somewhat safe from following protocols and going camping when you're sleeping and eating, you know, using the facilities in your own rig is kind of a decent way to, to go. And so we stayed at Fort Wilderness for five nights in November. I know that's so cool. So you guys are avid campers. I know this. Anyway, you had gotten this camper. You got that when Ann was in high school, but um, Alan was already in college, correct? That's right. We had a pop-up camper. I mean, I feel like we follow a similar path with a lot of people who camp. We love to tent camp. We really did. When the kids were little, we would go and tent camp a lot. As we got older, as they got older, it became more difficult to find the right time to go. And also, it was just a lot of work to kind of just get tent camping, everything you need for tent camping set up. And I had a friend who had a pop-up, and so we bought a pop-up. And so we used that pop-up probably for 10 years before we bought this, what we have now. The pop-up was great because then you have all of your camping materials kind of in the trailer, ready to go. Right. All you got to do is hook it up and go. You know, you, it just makes it easier. And so we started getting out a lot more and being, you know, enjoying the things we like about camping, nature and being outside and away from screens and all that kind of stuff. Like you said, we're getting close to the point of not having kids to take with us anymore. We started thinking about what we wanted camping to look like in that time. And so we decided to buy a small, a small pull behind trailer. So what we have is what's called a Winnie drop. So it's a 20 foot from hitch to tail camper. And it has kind of everything that we need. I wouldn't call it glamping, but I definitely think compared to like tent camping, yes. we're, on the, we're on the spectrum there. Um, yes. We have a bed, we have, um, we have a, a, a dinette or a place to sit. We have a kitchen that has two burners, a microwave oven, refrigerator sink, and then a bathroom that we can use. Kind of has what we need. We spend a ton of time outside and it's, it's a lot of fun. That is really cool. Okay. so. Talk us through your trip if you don't mind. And if Brad, if you have any questions, feel free to throw in. But I have always thought about doing this because I'm uh, crazy, which you don't know because I haven't talked to you that much since the pandemic. But since the pandemic, I am one with the YouTube and learning about Disney. Like I cannot get enough YouTube and I have watched many about Fort Wilderness and I want to do that. <laughs> and Brad's like, what? <laughs> So like I mentioned, we had to get there. You know, part of having a camper is like figuring out how to get there. And we used this trip to kind of explore the southeastern part of the United States. We had a goal in wanting to see some of the important sites during the civil rights movement. And so we spent time in Memphis, Birmingham, Selma, Montgomery on the way down. So that was all kind of just blow by that stuff. but. That was um, the first three full days of our trip was camping and doing that kind of sightseeing. So we rolled into Disney on a Saturday night and we stayed there until Thursday. So we were there five nights total. At the time, we had planned to go to the parks two days. I'd kind of done the normal, like, let's just map out where we're gonna eat and how we're gonna spend our time. Generally speaking, kind of more like it's a normal Disney trip. I will definitely say things changed while we were there for us. We had reservations and plans to go to Epcot and to Magic Kingdom. Those are the two 
two parks are we going to go to? I think one of the days that we were there was the first day we had over 200,000 cases nationwide. And it just felt like, what are we doing? Like this just, it feels like we're being cavalier. And Disney, I think, is doing a great time. I know you guys went. Yes. Like it's probably one of the safest places to be and be part of the, you know, be experiencing this. They're making sure protocols are being followed. I understand that. It just, it kind of felt like, you know what, we're only probably going to camp at Fort Wilderness this one time. Like, let's just spend the time not in the park. It just feels like the better choice for us. The way that the camp camping works there is you reserve at a certain campsite level. I think that it will be accurate in my summary because I did really try to understand everything, although my understanding evolved once I was there and actually able to see the different types of sites. There are what they call primitive sites, and those sites have electric and water, I believe, and those are intended to be more for like tent campers. They don't want to have large RVs in those sites, but I think if you have a pop-up camper, if you have a small camper like ours, I do think that you actually could camp on those sites, but I didn't try because I knew I wanted kind of a location-wise, I wanted to be in a better place than those particular loops. And so the next level up from that, I think, is preferred. Preferred in location, you also have sewer hookup. And there's also a full hookup site, which maybe that actually falls in between primitive and preferred because you have the same hookup level, but you're not as close to the Boat to Magic Kingdom and the food like hoop to do Pioneer Hall, right? Like that area where there's a restaurant, there's that full hookup. And I was a little confused about that piece. And then the highest one now is premium. What I learned, and this is the piece that I will take with me for next time. Premium sites are premium because they are bigger. They have more space between you and the camper next to you. Our preferred site, we were very close to this campers next to us in a a place where a lot of people are using RVs. It's not like everyone's outside, so it's not really like you're on top of each other. We spend a lot of time outside because that's how we like to spend our time, but we rarely saw the people on either side of us. But all that being said, their campers were very close. Like I would say, like they were definitely from the edge of our site within six feet of like their their rig was within wow. six feet. So I mean, it was really close. And you don't pick, you don't know your site or your loop before you get there. When you're reserving, you're reserving a level of a campsite and then they'll assign it to you just like they're gonna assign you a room when you would go to a resort. So they don't like have a map where you could, I was thinking they would have like a map and you could look at it and see where everything was and then say, can I have this one if it's available? Right. I mean, you can do that the same way you could a hotel room, but you know as well as I do, there's no guarantee. Being there before, it was a little, hard to under hard to just be confident in what where you're going to be placed when we were driving down on the day we checked in i did get a text that said okay your room's ready and it's this number the way that all of the campground is organized from a campsite perspective is by loop and they're all like a 100 loop 200 loop 300 loop and it goes all the way up to like 2100 i think There's oh my a gosh a lot of campsites. I think I read a trivia thing that said there's like 800 campsites, which I was mind blown. I just thought there were not that many. I got our assignment. I looked at it. I was like, geez, I really wish that we were on the outside of the loop, meaning like we were not so much in the middle of everything. Right. And the check-in there, I, I think it's fun. You, um, you kind of go through security like you normally would. And then 
with your rig still attached, you like drive up to almost like a, what you would see at a toll station. And that's how you're quote unquote checking into your room. Oh. So the person is there and they're like, okay, well, you know, here's your assignment and what questions do you have? And, you know, taking credit card if you had to do that kind of stuff or whatever was needed. And so at that time I asked her, I said, is there any way, is there anything available on the outside of that loop that we could switch to? And she was able to move us to it. She actually moved us to a different loop, but to the outside. And one thing that I noticed that there were some sites in that area that were unoccupied the whole time that we were there. And they were all right in a row. And I thought that was odd. I do think that there are some people who get there and because of the shape of their camper, the, the, maybe there's trees overhanging the site that they're trying to get in or they can't get into the one they're assigned. I think that if you have a problem like that, they'll reassign you to one of these other sites. So the reason that I was assigned there is because I asked for an outside loop, and so she moved us there. But other people could be like, hey, you know, you assigned me site number 101, but I can't get in. I can't fit here. And she'll be like, okay, go, go try 340, you know, or whatever it was. Right. I did think that that was nice. We were able to sw switch out our site, and so we drove right to our site, and we were set up. The Disney campsites are really, really nice. So they have electric, they have cable, they have water, and they have sewer right there at the campsite. And that is nice. unique because I camp usually at a state park and state parks, pretty standard, will have electric, you know, if you reserve it and pay for it. Finding campsites with sewer and water at the site, I've never camped somewhere like that before. Um, before this trip. And we're mostly weekend campers. I mean, we're, we're there to kind of get outside and the camper is the way that gets us there. I'm, I'm not trying to live at a campsite and make it as convenient as possible. I'm trying to just go camp for the weekend and have a good time. So that was really nice. And I think when you're thinking about why would anyone go to the parks during the day and go camp at night like that, I want to be comfortable. I just walked on the parks all day. Why would I want to camp? I mean, I think they're making it as comfortable as possible, really accommodating people who have large RVs and all that kind of stuff. So it was really, really nice and easy to get everything set up. We actually had never hooked up to cable before. Watching TV isn't the primary reason why we go camping, but we definitely, I wanted to watch the fireworks at night because they were doing like a loop from six to 10. And I also wanted to see top 10 with Stacy recommendations of what to see. I wanted to watch that because I just feel like it's something we would normally have on in the room. So it was easy to set up. All we had planned that day was to really just get some dinner from the takeout place that they have set up on site at the Fort Wilderness Resort and then just kind of settle in, just, just hang out. That's kind of what we did. Oh, one of the other things, I had a golf cart. So it is very common at the Disney campground for you to rent a golf cart. I would say that the cost of the golf cart was a lot per day, but for, for me, it was part of our experience. And so I was willing to kind of splurge on that. Like I said, there are so many different loops that it is not like, oh yeah, we'll just walk everywhere. <laughs> you can, you can, there are sidewalks, there are buses, they will help you, but I think having the golf cart makes it super fun, really nice. Of course, most of the golf carts only seat four. You know, if you've got a larger family, that might be a consideration if you'd really, like, how are you gonna use it? Because you can't all fit in it to go somewhere. For us, it was perfect because we were just two people. That is really cool. I, I did see that on YouTube. 
um, there was somebody that they had to reserve it in advance, but they had one that fit six people. Yep. And so I don't know if somebody came from outside either. They didn't say, but they didn't think it was that expensive. Now, I don't know if they rented from Disney. I want to think they did because there was one day they had a two person cart most of the days, but then they had friends coming to join them at their camp. Uh, they stayed at a cabin though. And so they got the six seater. And then they traded it back the next day. So they only had to pay for the one day of the six seater or something. So, but yeah, I agree. I could see where you would want that golf cart so that you could drive around and just see everything. Yeah. I mean, that is definitely a way that we spent our evenings when we were there. One major piece of the Disney Fort Wilderness experience is that the people who come into the campground and and are regulars, I would say people who are coming there on a regular basis, whether it's annual or, you know, more frequent than that, they decorate and they decorate for Halloween and they, they were very, very much decorated for Christmas when I was there. And this is not Disney. This is people like me and Rob could have brought all of the lights that we put on our house and all of the blow up stuff in our yard and our, I call it a Patronus deer that we put in our yard because it's all like bright like the deer from Harry Potter. <laughs> we could have brought all that. We did not because, I mean, this was our first time and we drove around and what I saw, and I never heard anyone else refer to it like this, but I did see it online, is that they call it looping. We would joke around that we're going looping at night. And so we would get in the golf cart and just tootle around, going through all the different loops, seeing the different decorations, just like you go drive around neighborhoods in, you know, around the holidays at home, just seeing what people put up and how they've decorated up their houses. So it was really fun. One night I just, I think you saw that on Instagram. I like took all these different little movies as I would drive by. And some of them, they had so many different things. It was hugely deluxe. Some of the people in our loop, even like two sites down, she probably had six different blow up creatures that were outside and she had this huge light display as well. You know, it makes it fun for people that are out walking their dog or whatever else. Having a golf cart was really fun for us. It made it really easy to go and get food. We went to the pool a lot because we could, because, you know, we were going to the parks. It was easy to just, you know, drive that over to get something from the store, get something from the pool or hang out at the pool. And um, then of course, just go looping. So is, is that, a, do they have a larger pool? there because it's such a large campground wouldn't they have to have like a large like you know how pop century has really big ones and then really small ones or whatever so did they have that on the campground property as well or so they had two different pools there's a pool closer to the cabins and then there's a pool that's kind of in the middle of all the campgrounds i would say that they're the same size as the pool at grand floridian not as large as the pool at beach club you know, I would say probably about the same size as any moderate resort pool that I've been at. That's awesome. I guess I didn't think about that part until you said that, that you would have a pool. That's amazing. Yeah, it was, that was a really fun part. And there were definitely like snacks and stuff around, like there's a snack bar at the pool. And like I said, they had takeout food. I think if you, you know from your trip that they have amped up the online ordering so much. One morning we sat at our campsite, I'm like, you know what? I said, I, I kind of feel like some like real breakfast. Let's go see what we can get. So I, from my campsite, placed an order at the takeout thing. Then we jumped in the golf cart, drove over and, and picked it up. <laughs> it's so nice. And I like that um, in the park part of the mobile app order, we would go in there and sit sometimes when we didn't buy something, but that thing, that was what I did like about 
now with the social distancing. And it's really something that I do hope they keep, even though I was a person that went into a restaurant sometimes for air conditioning. But if you didn't order, you don't go in there. And I know that that made some people sad or whatever and upset because they just tried to walk in. They're like, we're just going to go in there and sit. And the lady's like, no, I liked that because then you had a place, you knew that you were going to have a place to sit when you ordered the food where in the past you could go in there and order food, but it didn't mean you were going to have somewhere to sit. So yeah, there's a lot of perks uh, that we talked about from the pandemic. We have to talk about the perks, otherwise we'd cry all the time. Um, (laughs) So did you have, you wore the masks though when you were outside? Uh The rule was that anytime you were not at your campsite or in the pool, ground, like in actively using the pool, that you would have on a mask. Um, Those are only two times. And that to me was really weird because I have not been in a group of people where there are people I don't know where we don't have on a mask since before, since March. So being in a pool felt really strange, but I wanted to be in the hot tub. So this is, this is the sacrifice or the chance that I'm taking. One of the reasons we decided not to go to the parks, I had not thought about what being sick and being on this trip would be like from the logistical part of, okay, so maybe I can be sick in the camper and figure out how to you know, get through that. But what if my, my husband gets sick? Who's gonna drive this thing home? I can't right. drive it. Like we are very much like, we need to stay healthy because our getting home is not just as easy as like jump in a car and go, we gotta pull this thing behind us. I mean, I feel like that's not something that I'm comfortable doing or I haven't practiced it enough to just think, okay, I'm just going to figure it out on the fly. I, I do trust Disney. I really do. But let's not take any extra risks that we don't, don't feel comfortable with. So I, yeah, I totally get that. And I, we were a little scared just because we flew first and then we got there and everything. But honestly, I don't know what I posted or if I posted those on Facebook or not, because I was a little leery of posting things where people would get upset. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, I work every day and take care of people's children. I'm having a vacation. I just need a break. There was nobody at Lambert Airport when we went there to check in for our flight. No one. We were the four people. That's it. And then we went down to go through security. It was us four. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. But I think it made me feel safer as well. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to go on a plane by myself. Now, we really weren't by ourselves, but we were in our own row. We didn't have to worry about any of that. And... I really do think intellectually, if you follow the protocols and you're doing what people are saying, like we would have been safe to go. There were just things that I was like, you know what, let's just not, let's just not because we have an opportunity here to kind of just spend more time at the campground. And I think it keeps us maybe a little bit less risk. So let's just do it this way. We felt very, very comfortable in the restaurants because, I mean, I'm sure you experienced the same thing. The the social distancing between the tables, the way that the cast members were wearing both a mask and a face shield when they were serving people. Like, I felt very much like the risk here seems much lower than I have experienced. I'll just say at some restaurant, some other restaurants, maybe on the way down or on the way back. Heidi, you said obviously you chose not to go into the parks due to some of those reasons you stated, but you don't regret that, do you? It sounds like it was a great, a great trip. Yeah, absolutely. I think I definitely don't regret it. I think that there's a part of me that my brain had been like, we're going to go to Disney. I'm going to go and do the food and wine festival. We're going to see the castle. Like those, that part, I am disappointed. But 
I'm I'm I am comfortable with where we ended up. So like I don't regret to a point where I'm like, oh man, we shouldn't have made that choice. And I'm glad you did because that is what I'm trying to make my mind say to Brad because ever since I went with you to Animal Kingdom, I went the lodge. I want to go back. And I told him, I said, I honestly think we could go there for a three-day weekend and just stay there and not worry about the parks because it's its own entity of a park, like in its own self. And that's what that's what I'm trying to make my mind say. But I'm just like you. Oh, I'm near Disney. I have to go because that's going to be Christmas for us this year. We are going to Orlando, but we are not going to the parks. We're, we want to wait till it's, I mean, it was wonderful, but my mom never has been there and we wanted it to be more semi-normal before we brought her back. Although this may be more normal than we ever know. We may be wearing masks for a long time. Yeah, so the idea of going to the Disney resorts and not going to the parks, we've had vacations like that in the past. Um, One thing that we always try to do with our own finances and how we handle our vacations is maximize the park time when we have purchased an annual pass. So I will purchase an annual pass and then it's like, okay, this is the Disney year. We are going to go multiple times. We basically have a free pass to go into Disney every single moment that we can get to Orlando and use our timeshare. On the off year, we'll go do something else. We'll go to the desert and see the Grand Canyon. But this year, you know, we're going to do parks and we're going to do this stuff. But then we've had times where we've said, okay, well, let's go on a cruise. And then, well, we're so close. What are we going to do? Like, should we go back? We've had two times I can think of where we have stayed at a Disney property besides this time and not gone to the parks and just experienced the resort, just had a good time with the family, the pool. So Disney transportation can sometimes be entertainment in itself. Like we could be at Old Key West and go to Disney Springs on the boat or take the monorail around to all of the monorail resorts. I mean, that those have been things that we've done on the past. And this trip, we got to go to Topolino's Terrace at Disney's Riviera Resort, the new restaurant there. So that was, we always try to do some new restaurants and that was one of our new ones this time. We got to use the Skyliner. We figured out that whole process. We, we had allowed ourselves about an hour to do that, you know, to kind of just explore it. If you guys have ridden on it yet, you know, it's kind of quick. It takes you in between the places that it goes much quicker than I think I originally expected it to. So we ended up getting off the Skyliner at Disney's Hollywood Studios pretty close to the time they were closing. So we had to wait in a line for maybe 15 minutes to get back on it, but we were still fine. I mean, we still continued on to Epcot and then came back to Disney's Riviera Resort. That was a huge piece of you know, entertainment that night is to just ride the Skyliner. So I completely agree that doing Disney vacations where you don't go to the parks, it can sometimes be really fun, you know? And I think that's one thing that probably the Vacation Club has taught me is it is easier to be relaxed and enjoy your vacation at Disney when you know you're coming back. I have Disney Vacation Club points. I will experience many, many more things, you know, that I don't even know about at this point. So I don't have to freak out about not going to the parks and doing everything like I did my first trip. (laughs) So the Topolino Terrace, did you, so do they have characters at every meal and what meal did you eat there? We ate dinner there and it was definitely um, no characters at that meal at all. We saw Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus at Disney Springs when we were eating there. They um, are kind of doing drive-bys in a boat. So that was pretty cool. Did you do the Trail of Trees? There's something where you get a sticker book this year. It's new. 
at Disney Springs? Yeah, because they're all not close together because obviously for social distancing purposes, that would not work. So the trees are all over Disney Springs and you have to find them and then you put a sticker on it and then you take it and you get some prize. Oh, that's cool. No, we I didn't do that. In this environment, we all know that how social media impacts our decision making. Like we see lines of people or too many people. It's like, oh my gosh, I don't know if it feels safe to go to Disney Springs. Because I think in the weekend, it had been several hour wait. We were going on a Wednesday, so I felt like we'd be a fine. And we were. It was very easy. They only had the one garage open. We went through security there. We walked around, went to the Disney store, World of Disney. I bought a bunch of stuff. I bought a bunch of dishes. So that was my big, like, lovely purchase of this trip. I love the ink and paint line of, of everything. So another place we ate was California Girls. I think that one thing that Rob and I kind of felt being there, there was an element of sadness because in a normal environment, there's so many people and so much bustling and going from here to there, just like how you're talking at the airport with nobody, like so many people just not being there. It's almost a constant reminder of everything we're experiencing all the time. Like it is normally people right on top of you and you're in the middle of nowhere. You know, like there was no one around us. It, it wasn't that the restaurant wasn't busy. It's just that they've removed the table so that they can have appropriate social distancing. It, it, it was great. We had a really nice dinner there. We also ate breakfast at Whispering Canyon Cafe. That was really nice. We had a great cast member who helped us and she was really funny. And I I had heard a while back, it's been a while since I've been, and I'd heard that they kind of stopped doing some of the funny things, but everything was as I remembered it. They had a person who asked for ketchup and they were like, hey, get the ketchup. One of the other things I, I feel like, I hope this isn't a spoiler for people who haven't been there, but if you have like a person at your table who's drinking the beverage very quickly, like they'll bring out a giant cup. Yeah, that'd be Brad. <laughs> We've been there. I don't remember them doing that to him. Now that was our first trip in 2009, but we went to a restaurant and the lady literally brought out a pitcher and a straw for Brad because she couldn't keep up and it was really busy and she wanted to make sure, which I appreciated that she wanted to make sure he had a beverage. I mean, that just made it fun. And it might've been 50s Cafe because that sounds like something they would have done. Yeah. We added a trip to Animal Kingdom Lodge to eat at Sanaa. So that was kind of one of our, you know, instead of the parks, we'll do this kind of thing. Gosh, I love the bread service there so much. It was, it's just so good. I had a really good meal there. I really enjoyed everything we had and got to see some animals. I didn't get great pictures of the animals, which kind of disappointed me because I was trying to chronicle what we were doing, but I definitely saw them with my eyes. So maybe that's the most important thing. The day that we went to boat house we also went to ale and compass that was the first time i'd been there since it wasn't captain's grill yeah exactly i liked it i thought i thought it was neat it, it hasn't risen to the top of my list of restaurants to go to it was good we, I mean, we had a great meal had a great cast member who was really uh friendly talked to us a lot and then um afterward we went to the lockup window at beaches and cream we didn't have a reservation to go in and that was the first time I'd seen Beaches and Cream since it's been redone. I mean, have you seen it? We've never actually been in it. We've just seen in it, you know, like stood outside and looked in it. <laughs> so no, I've just seen pictures. I haven't seen it in person. 
I was really, um, really excited to just see it, see it bigger, you know, so more people can experience it. And then we got ice cream from the walk-up window and, and that was really nice. It, it's disappointing because I think I love the Sunday they have there, the No Way Jose. They won't do those kinds of Sundays through the window. You can only really just get ice cream or the drinks that they serve out of the window. We just got ice cream and ate it, kind of watched people swim. It was kind of getting chilly that night. It was good. That was our last night there. That's awesome. Thanks so much for sharing this with us. Yeah, I really I really would like to do that. I don't know that I could keep myself away from the parks. I, I think I could because, I mean, we were there at the condo. We didn't stay on property for the first time and went to Disney this when we went in October, which is different for us. And I was thinking that it was going to be a really not so good idea. But then by the time we left there, we were like, you know what? This wasn't so bad. Now, it was also only 25% capacity. So I, you know, it's 35% now. And I really think that they were pushing towards that while we were there. And and my friend just got back and she thinks that it's even higher than that, which is a possibility because they didn't leak the 35% right away either. It was the media that was like, this is more than 25% of people. <laughs> this is way more than there was before. Well, I'm glad you had a great time and um, felt safe. That's the thing that I think we want everybody to know It is it is really safe. Yeah, I I didn't worry about that at all. Um, I was a little not happy with people eating in the line and only being six feet apart with their multiple food things. And I was kind of afraid that they might get on. A, I'm weird about that stuff. Right after we left, they changed it to where you absolutely could not eat in the queue line. And so that would have ended that for us. So yeah, everything was really good. Heidi, thanks for sharing your most recent Disney trip with us. It's always good to hear more about Disney and learn new things. I don't want to tent camp at Disney, but I would like to consider staying there sometime, even if it's just in a cabin. A few final reminders before we sign off. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to book a trip or you just want a free quote, email me at Vicky. V-I-C-K-I-E dot black at yourstorytravel.com. Or you can call me at 636-373-4497. It only takes a $200 refundable deposit to hold your reservation. You can check us out on our social media accounts, yourstorytravel.com, our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, or on our Instagram, yourstorytravel underscore Vicky Black, that's V-I-C-K-I-E Black. Altogether, no spaces. Be sure to listen to Wednesday's show as we dish the latest rumors and news and chat with the gang. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Well, Brad, Heidi, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Just keep swimming. Have a magical day, my friends. <laughs>